This special edition of the Hoosier Experience podcast is brought to you by The Daily Hoosier. For in-depth IU athletics and recruiting coverage that is completely free and owned by an Indiana-based small business, be sure to check out thedailyhoosier.com. It's where IU fans assemble when they're not at assembly. Three seconds, two seconds, Riddell all the way outside to Watford, three on the way. Oh! And Wyatt! And Wyatt! And Indiana wins the ball game! Hey, it's Aiden Kuntz from the Hoosier Experience. And I am back here with another episode. Uh, we're going to get to that in just one second. It's with Class of 2022 four-star big man Terrace Reed, who has an IU offer. And we will get to that. Uh, but first, just wanted to give a few quick thoughts on the IU win over Rutgers. I've had time to go back and re-watch it. Uh, obviously, I re- released a, an instant takeaways edition with, with my buddy Griffin on, on Saturday. But now, had a little time to process and just give a quick few thoughts on the game before we move to Michigan um, on Saturday. So IU did what they were supposed to do. And this is a game that a lot of fans were worried going into. Um, Saw it as a letdown spot. Saw it as, you know, Uh, a scrappy Rutgers team on the road, a troubling spot. Uh, But the reality is that, that if IU is, is the second best team in the big 10 East. And and if this program is, has made the leap to, you know, not big 10 contender, but nine, 10 win team every year, if, if they've made that leap. And, and I think that's what we hope. That's what Tom Allen has pretty clearly stated then they need to win those games against Rutgers and they need to impose their will because quite frankly, they have a a huge talent advantage over a team like that. And I think that's exactly what they did. So there was no surprise for me when they covered that spread. I thought that spread was low. I thought IU would win this game by two touchdowns, maybe more. They ended up winning 37-21, so 16. Um, This defense continues to impose their will to play well when they are needed. Um, again, the offense starts out slow and that can't happen every game, but it's happened twice now and it's worked out because the defense has been right there, ready to step up when the offense struggles. And likewise, what I love about this team is that the offense steps up when the defense is struggling and the defense steps up when the offense is struggling. And that balance is so key. Um, Defense allows a coverage bust in the Penn State game. The offense proceeds to lead a crazy drive in the last 142 to score and, and send the game to OT. Um, in this game, you know, the defense there, the offense starts out with two, three and outs uh, with a couple drops again. The defense limits Rutgers to seven first quarter points and then shuts them out in the second quarter. And so that balance is really encouraging early in the season because IU still has so much room to grow. And if they can beat Michigan this Saturday, I think we're in for a real special season. And if they don't beat Michigan, that's okay. But it's really a huge game. It's a, you know, a really, uh, I know we said this before, but a program defining game for Tom Allen and co. 
and really, really excited for that one. And, and, you know, I don't have too many reactions to the Rutgers game. Cause again, it's a game that I, you took care of business in on the road. They handled their business. They didn't look ahead to Michigan. They took care of their business uh, at Rutgers. They got the job done. They didn't play perfect. Those penalties were a problem. Um, but 37 points, um, a great defensive performance, really not a ton to complain about. And, you know, that's a scrappy, that's a scrappy Rutgers team that plays hard. It's not a pushover. So I expected IU to win this game handily. They did. I'm impressed. I continue to be impressed with this group, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, uh, this secondary and and the blitzes that Kane Womack was drawing up with Taiwan Mullen and the other guys in that secondary and Jamar Johnson. And this secondary is legit. And I, I continue to think what, what could have been with Marcelino Ball, who obviously lost, lost him for the season. But nonetheless, it's super impressive. And I can't wait to see what they do next. Um, and with that... I will get into the episode and I will get into this great interview with Terrace Reed, the four-star prospect that IU has offered. Thanks for listening. As always, follow me on Twitter at Aiden Kunst at Hoosier EXP pod. Go Hoosiers. Enjoy the game. Before we get to this interview with Terrace Reed, I want to remind everyone to check out the dailyhoosier.com. This special edition of the Hoosier Experience podcast is brought to you by the Daily Hoosier. For in-depth IU athletics and recruiting coverage that's completely free and owned by an Indiana-based small business, be sure to check out the dailyhoosier.com. It's where IU fans assemble when they aren't at assembly. Welcome to another episode of the Hoosier Experience. My name is Aiden Kunst. And today I am joined by special guest Terrace Reed, a four-star prospect out of Chaminade High School in St. Louis. You may know Chaminade from guys like Jason Tate and Bradley Beal who went to the school. Uh, Terrace, who also has an offer from IU. How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? Doing good. Uh, just want to get right into it. I appreciate you coming on. You know, kind of just start by giving me a scattering report on your game. What are your your biggest strengths? What are your biggest areas where, where you're kind of focusing <coughs> right now? Yeah, um, no problem. I'll say my biggest strength is I'll say the post in the mid range area. That's where I like to work. I see myself as a four to five man, that tween man that can dominate down low and have the ability to stretch out when I have to. I feel comfortable in that mid post, low post area. That's where I usually start, and I start with the inside-out game, being able to start down low, uh, work my way to the mid-range, and eventually outside on the wing. And where are you trying to improve? Because, you know, when I watch your game, I see maybe someone who could potentially get a little stronger, mm-hmm. uh, who could potentially – because I think – and, and the other thing is, like, ball handling, I think if you could be, you know, at a, an element of ball handling, not that it's bad right now, but if it could – even get to that elite level, you could be really scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really what I've been working on this um, upcoming junior year. I've been really expanding my range from outside, working on my ball handling, of course, increasing that. So being able this year to actually attack on, uh, off the dribble uh, frequently and pushing on the fast break and definitely getting stronger in the weight room. Got to be bigger for uh, this upcoming season because that could really help me uh, to get to that next level. 
Yeah, for sure. And and this is obviously an IU podcast. You recently received that offer from Coach Miller and IU. Kind of how did that go down? How are you, you know, how excited were you when, when Archie made that official offer? Yeah, um, I believe before uh, Coach Miller called my father, actually a week before, Coach Roberts actually, he hit me up. He called me. Yeah, he called me. He's talking about uh, said they had an interest in me and we're going to talk soon. A week later, Coach Miller, he hit up my father. And we made plans to set up a call that night. And that night he offered me a scholarship. Of course, I was happy and grateful. My parents and my family was happy for me as well. But that's just something that helped push me forward to keep on working. Yeah, for sure, man. What are your impressions of IU? You know, what do you kind of think as someone who who probably doesn't know the school that well? You can correct me if I'm wrong there. But, uh, you know, what are your impressions of kind of the coaching staff, the players, the mm-hmm. overall program here? Yeah, I'll say so far, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, watching a film, of course, of Trace Jackson and watching film on the offense. I like how uh, Coach Miller gives their his bigs, they so per se, his uh, four or five minutes freedom on the court, uh, freedom to uh, attack, freedom to really uh, show their skills, show their skill set, and that's what I like about Indiana so far. Just watching a little film, see see what they do, uh, talk to Coach Miller, and ask him a few questions. I like his coaching style so far and getting forward to building a strong relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when you watch a guy like Trace, I mean, is that something that they've kind of talked to you about, you know, they kind of want to use you like they use Trace? Obviously, you're different players. I really mm-hmm. don't think Trace is the shooter you are. That's no disrespect to Trace, but I think his, his game is more inside out, whereas mm-hmm. yours could be a, a little more – uh, of both, um, you know, where do they, how do they, how, what have they told you in terms of how they're going to use you as, as if you end up choosing them, obviously? Yeah, at first they told me to look at uh, Trace because I was there, of course, big from last year and big going into this year. Right. Just to see, just to see how they use him and how I can affect the offense and t- telling me that I could be able to, that I will be able to attack off the dribble, attack off the perimeter and attack from in low being able to develop a strong mid-range game and a strong post game and eventually working my way out from there. Yeah, absolutely. And and just a few more IU questions. Um, kind of how long have they been cru- re- recruiting you? How long have they been on you? I don't know if they were kind of talking to you before that offer or – and then also do you have any plans to visit when things open back up or are you not thinking that far ahead yet? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely uh, getting my visits – together because knowing that we are well yeah we are restricted and limited to visits definitely got to be careful with uh what schools i pick and indiana they've been on me actually coach robert that was the first time i ever heard of them okay and uh looking at some more film of course uh one of the players that actually played for mocan joan morgan he oh, was yeah, another player. Yeah. yeah uh coming through the mocan organization he was another player that i was definitely looking at and he was uh, fortunate enough to make it to the league and develop from there. Yeah, and Jawan's obviously, you know, much different player than you, even though he kind of had to be a big here when he was here because of a lack of size. But I, I was going to ask you kind of, mm-hmm. you know Jawan, do you talk to him at all? Obviously, he played for Mocan. He's from the area that you're from. Um, mm-hmm. So is there any relationship there, or did you just kind of uh, watch the film? 
No, I haven't got the chance to talk to him yet, but that's something I, I would be looking for. Because he actually he went through Indiana, uh, went through the program, the program I'm currently going through, MoCan, and that would be something to help me ask him a couple questions about Indiana, picking his brain, and just getting to know a little bit more about the school. Yeah, absolutely. And, and kind of looking at the rest of your recruitment, you know, you, you've got an impressive list of offers, obviously a deep list of offers. What other schools kind of stand out to you at this point? And then if you, if you just talk about each one of those that, that is kind of standing out at this point for you. Uh, I really have to say all the schools that uh, all the schools are really standing out to me. The same, uh, grateful for um, all the offers that I have received. And but that that uh, that's just the beginning. I just got to keep working, keep staying humble, and got to stay focused. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. Uh, you know, what factors are you kind of looking for in a school when it comes time to make that decision? Obviously, you know, class of twenty twenty two. That's a ways out. I would say I don't really know mm -hmm. it's you, obviously, but uh, you know, what what kind of factors are you looking for when you ultimately do decide on a school? Uh, I'll have to say looking for a school that has strong academics, of course, a uh, school with a great co coaching program, great coaching style that's comfortable for me. I want to be uncomfortable in uh, situations. Uh, I want a coach that can push me to that next level. And third, I want a school that's a safe environment, great facilities that's comfortable for me and my parents. But coaching to go back with the coaching style, I want a coaching style that's very strict. That's very hard on me because I want to get to that next level. And that's the NBA. And I want a coach to push me constantly. Yeah. And with, you know, with COVID, I mean, is it, is it a situation where you may not get to go visit before you end up making a decision? I mean, it's so much is up in the air, obviously, you know, yeah. that put a, a kind of an increased focus on your relationship with the coach, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. so there's a chance that maybe you would have to commit sight unseen. Yeah, that's that's something the that I have been thinking about actually, but I was planning on. Well, I heard that hopefully colleges will open up visits. Everywhere. Yeah. But uh, because of the cases rising, I'm not sure that will happen. But so far, it's been Zoom calls, and that's about it. Zoom calls have been really heavy. Text messages a lot and uh, just calls because uh, coaches are trying to look for kids and trying to recruit through this hard time. I know it's hard on a lot of players, and it's affecting players in different ways. After losing the EYBL season and possible high school season, that's really going to hurt a lot of kids. And we just have to be careful. Well, I just have to be careful making the decision, making the right decision, knowing that, I have not uh, talked to some of these coaches face to face. I have not seen the facility. Uh, I have not seen the facility in real life. I haven't been there, so I have to be smart and conscious with my decision I make. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, you know, does it kind of take the fun out of it? Because you see those photo shoots. I mean, those look so mm -hmm. cool. Like the guys, you know, who get to do the the, the five star treatment on these visits. Uh, <laughs> It's supposed to be the best part of it, right? So, so how much does it suck to not be able to do those right now? I mean, yeah, of course it's gonna suck, but of course it's I'm missing out on a lot. But hopefully, I get the opportunity to visit uh, some campuses soon, 
hopefully uh, colleges will open up and allow players to come up, visit, take, have a photo shoot, yeah. uh, hang up the team and everything. Yeah, absolutely. That is a, a great part of the process. You know, Armand Franklin, who plays on the team, he told me that, you know, the, the, for him, the process was very stressful and, and it was kind of like a weight off his shoulders when he, when he made that decision. You know, is that true for you? Is it hard having the coaches, you know, you talk about all these calls and texts, I'm sure, you know, looking at your offer sheet, um, you know, your, your list of offers that, that that's probably a pretty constant thing every day. Mm. Um, you know, is it is it really stressful? Is it is it fun? What, what do you kind of, as a recruit, you know, how do you feel about the situation? Uh, I wouldn't say quite stressful, but it is. Uh, I, the word I wouldn't use stressful, but it's really a humbling. It's talking to all of these coaches, talking to coaches with different perspectives. I know sometimes it can uh, it can really affect you in a little bit because all these coaches. Uh, hitting, talking to you, hitting you up, calling and everything. But so far, I've been I've been dealing with it just fine. Talk, talking to all the coaches, responding in a timely manner. It really hasn't been bothering me that bad. Knowing that I'm new to this, I can help my brothers uh, through this process as well. Yeah, for sure. And and you know, let's kind of talk about the the upcoming season and, and your time at obviously Shamanad so far. You know, looking at the prep season. You know, obviously, Chaminade's a pretty well-known high school powerhouse, St. Louis area, which has produced a, a good amount of talent. You know, how fun is it getting to play for such a good program that, like I mentioned earlier, you, you produced a lot of great players, obviously, Tatum and Beal, but but a lot of great players overall uh, come, have come through Chaminade. So what's it like playing there? Great. It's a great environment, great experience. I love being around with my family. I, honestly, I can say it is family. It feels like home. Uh, being able have being blessed enough to play with a group of amazing guys last year as well, freshman year as well. Uh, two great years coming up on three, about to be my junior season. It's been a blessing, and I've been fortunate enough to be put in this amazing situation. And looking forward to having a great junior junior year and coming on top with a state championship. Yeah, and let's talk about that junior year because. You know, 15 and 8 last year for you with really good shooting splits, obviously, efficiency-wise. Um, how how did you feel you performed last year, and how is that role going to increase for you this year now that you're an upper class? Well, coming from my freshman year to my sophomore year, of course, was a big, big change for me. Mm -hmm. uh, last summer, going into my sophomore year, I was really focused on shooting and developing a strong, solid uh, low post, mid post game. That was something I had to really focus on because knowing me, I was tall, slim, weak. Mm -hmm. So I had to develop a strong post game. And that's what I really uh, started to work on, started from the inside. And working out over the summer, got a chance to work out with Tyler Cook. And he, uh, working out with him over the summer was a great experience. Uh, knowing that he is in the league or somewhere I want to go to was a humbling experience. And he really helped me and fixed my shot. That's what I've been uh, working on, extending my range. And going into the sophomore season, that was something I was really dedicated about, fixing my uh, shot and shooting better. And Tyler Cook, uh, for those that maybe don't know, in Iowa stud, obviously, was a great player at Iowa. Did he go to Chaminade too? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, okay, he did. So uh, there's a connection there. Um, what was it like, you know, last year, 24 and 6, some big wins. Um, really the only team that, that y'all weren't close with was, was Christian Brothers, which was Caleb Love's team. Um, yeah. What was last year like? How, how fun was it to be that successful? Dude? And, and, you know, what do you, you think you guys can be even more successful this, this upcoming year? Yeah, last year was definitely a learning, a learning year, a learning process because uh, actually my freshman year, most of the guys came back my sophomore year, so we had that team chemistry. But the thing was, freshman year, we actually got out, lost uh, second round, no first round in districts. So that was something that hurt us. But knowing that most of us are going are going to come back next year, that was something that we had a chip on our shoulder. That next year, we made a promise that we was going to win state. Coach was uh, implanting that in our minds from the very beginning. State, state, state. we got to win state. got to win state. And that year, sophomore year, was amazing. Being around an amazing group of guys, just working all year. Got, got a chance to make it to the Elite Eight on our way to Springfield for the Final Four until uh, COVID uh, shut that down and canceled everything. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe the COVID thing kind of motivates you guys even more yeah. this year. You know, mm -hmm. going back kind of to your, your game overall, I, I just – again, when I watch your game, I, I see that kind of modern big man. You know, what, do you think that, that kind of your value as a player has, has increased with the way basketball is going as, as a whole? I mean, obviously – it starts with the NBA and, and top down with, with the increased focus on shooting and bigs that can shoot where bigs that can't shoot are really kind of dinosaurs. So, you know, mm -hmm. how, how, how has, has you molded your game to fit, you know, kind of how basketball, the, the, the direction that basketball is going as a whole? Uh, definitely watching film and working out with uh, guys that are uh, in college trying to enter the draft and some NBA guys and learning from them being able to develop and uh, work on my ball handling. That was something I needed to work on and I have been working on. Being able to develop a shot, something that I've been working on as well and extending my range. So this year, looking forward to extending my range even further from the three-point line, shooting college, NBA line, that's what I'm working on and ball handling. Still got my low post, working on mid-range game, just, Solid, just solid, and uh, just uh, making my game solid and compact overall, and working, working, and tweaking on some of my uh, moves, and just staying constant and staying, staying, staying in the gym, and just working. Yeah, for sure, man. What what kind of guys do you watch at the at the NBA level in terms of film, and um, you know? who do you kind of see your game, you know, I guess what's a good comparison for your game? Who do you watch to kind of try to emulate their games, I guess? I would say um, Anthony Davis would be one. Yeah. Uh, like Bam Adebayo, Joel Embiid. Uh, watch those guys, of course. Big men that have the ability to step out, shoot shoot the mirror, shoot the tray ball, and have the ability to attack off the dribble, especially Anthony Davis. And Joel, he has a strong, very strong low post, low post game. And that's what I've been working on, just uh, making my mid, mid post and low post stronger.
Yeah, for sure. You know, going back to you, what kind of things do you like to do off the court? Do you have any kind of significant interests outside of basketball? And kind of what are you interested in, in studying once you get to college? College, I want to study business and the marketing aspect. Okay. And outside the court, we actually have a business. I have a business called Supreme Kings. Okay. And we, we make sports apparel. That's what we, we've been uh, doing so far. So on the court, I'm wearing my compression shorts, compression shirts, the whole nine. And I actually play the saxophone. That was one of my uh, one of my hobbies as a kid. I would say sixth grade was when I first started playing saxophone. And ever since, I've been playing. But this year, I took a year off because I had to fix my uh, schedule for school. But next year, looking forward to going back playing again. You you want to plug where we can find the the business? Is there a website or something where we? Yeah, can... I got you. I, I can send y'all the link. It's uh, supremeaa.com. Okay, y'all check that out. Anyone listening to this, uh, and go get your apparel. Um, who are kind of some of the best friends that you have in the class of 2022? Do you you think about like teaming up with guys at the college level? I'm always interested in kind of how recruits think about like the super team aspect that we see in the NBA. Yeah. Really- now I've I haven't really been talking or talked to talking to a lot of people in my class about teaming up. That's something that really has been on my mind as of lately, but something I will definitely consider moving on in my recruiting process. Yeah, and is that a factor? Like if you see one of your best friends commit to wherever, is that like, oh, okay, that's the guy I know, a guy I'd like to play with? You know, does that factor into the decision at all? Or is it just like, hey man, like it'd be cool to play together, but I'm going to make my own decision. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's something to definitely think about, being able to play with one of your friends or one of your uh, teammates or someone in your class, being able to work together and achieve something amazing. Do you have a favorite NBA team, player or team, and and why, if so? Uh, I have to go Celtics because of Jason Tatum. Okay. Graduate from my – Graduated from my school. Yeah. NBA. Yeah, I got to support them. St. Louis legend, Jason mm-hmm. Tatum, for sure. Um, let's do a – lastly, let's do like a rapid fire thing. I'll ask you a few questions and you just give, give me your answer, all right? Uh, Favorite food? Uh, spaghetti. Okay. Favorite movie? Mm, Maze Runner. And by the way, before we get past the food thing, I got to ask you about St. Louis pizza because it I think it is terrible. Every time I go down there, I eat St. Louis pizza. I think it is what? terrible. <laughs> That's the thing. People, I know a lot of people, it's a love-hate relationship, really, with me. It's, it's a love-hate relationship. Cracker. Yeah. Yes, a lot of people say that. A lot of people say it tastes like crackers and it's dry and tastes like cardboard, but have you ever had Emo's Pizza? No, I haven't. I know yeah, that's, that's like the main one. I know that's the main yeah, one. Um, you have to try Evo's pizza. Try it. Tell me what you think about it. All right. Yeah. No. I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you on that. All right. Uh, favorite rapper or artist? Uh, as of now, I have to go with Polo G, all time, Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Favorite video game? 2K. Finally, Silverback Gorilla, Grizzly Bear, fight to the death. Who wins? So, uh, grizzly bear. I'll go with the bear. All right. That, that's a different answer. Most people give me the gorilla. Um, 
Terrace Reed, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Best of luck this upcoming season. Um, check out this man's uh, a, a business, get his apparel. And, man, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Thank <laughs> you.